Good afternoon, folks. This is Chris Burroughs, VP of Government Affairs for TIA, and welcome to the first Advocacy Insights podcast recorded exclusively for TIA members. On today's podcast, I'm going to cover the five W's, who, what, when, where, and why of government affairs. Before I begin this discussion, I do want to say thank you to all our members for the hard work during the COVID-19 pandemic that you all are doing out there in the supply chain and make sure the freight that is needed throughout the country continues to move and is delivered on time. On behalf of all TI staff, we thank you. First, let's begin with the who. When we look at who government affairs professionals are, they're often referred to as lobbyists. Webster defines a lobbyist as, quote, someone who conducts activities aimed at influencing or swaying public officials and especially members of the legislative body on certain pieces of legislation. Many people believe the term lobbyist was coined during the Grant administration, when President Ulysses S. Grant would go into the Willard Hotel at night to enjoy a brandy and a cigar and would be met by a congregation of advocates in the lobby of the hotel. Hence, the word lobbyist was born. Within the inner circles of D.C. and throughout the country, uh, lobbyist has become somewhat of a, a dirty word. The dirty L word, or lobbyist, has gotten a bad connotation over the past 10 years, uh, especially following the Jack Abramhoff scandal. There's a huge difference between what normal, everyday lobbyists do versus what the folks like Jack Abramhoff did, including uh, paying for lavish golf trips, five-star dinners, and tickets to major sporting events, including the Super Bowl and World Series, that Jack provided to members of Congress and staff. Because of these actions, tighter restrictions were put in place to ensure that this doesn't happen again. I personally think the actions went a little too far, but certainly understand the need for them. For me to think that me buying a staffer friend of mine, somebody who works on the Hill, a beer at a happy hour will influence their decision uh, on a certain piece of legislation is quite laughable. Or my, first, my personal favorite story of my dad, who was a congressional staffer for over 40 years, wouldn't accept the lunch from me, even though there are uh, crystal clear pre-existing relationship exemptions put in place. And obviously, a father-son would have a pre-existing relationship. But nevertheless, those are the rules that we must abide by. These rules also apply to organizations that employ registered lobbyists like TIA, meaning as members of TIA who employ lobbyists, you all need to be careful about giving certain items to members of Congress and staff. The one key takeaway from this is that government affairs professionals and lobbyists are not all Jack Abramoff, and the work that we do is dedicated to the cause of our members that we are working on behalf of. Scott Marks, our government affairs manager, and I are your lobbying team dedicated to TIA. We are your guides to the complicated processes and inner workings of D.C. We cut through the political jargon and provide clear guidance and real insights. But remember, you all are the advocates, and at times you all lobby as well on behalf of your businesses and industry. You play an important role not only when you come to D.C. for our fly-ins and other policy events, but also back home with your members. The what. Okay, what does TI Government Affairs team do for you? We interact with all three branches of government. The legislative branch, which consists of Congress and has members of Congress that write particular laws. We also interact with the executive branch, which is headed by the President of the United States, whose job it is to implement the laws passed by Congress and develop, those, develop their own regulations and rules as necessary. Finally, we interact with the judiciary branch, somewhat less frequently, who settles conflicts between parties on constitutional and legal issues. 
Originally, when I came on board, we were much more narrowly focused specifically on transportation issues. And as we have grown as an association inside and out of DC, we have broadened our presence from one committee's jurisdiction to many. Uh, this has allowed us to continue to uh, increase and expand our influence and base of operations. We have a lot, to, a lot of work to do in this arena still, uh, but we have come uh, you know, miles and miles ahead of where we were uh, from my time nine years ago when I joined TIA. Uh, we continue to, to strive to make sure we are present with uh, not only members of Congress, but also working very hard to make inroads with the administration and, and get in the forefront with those guys as well. We work to ensure that your priorities are on the forefront of congressional leaders and the administration while simultaneously making political calculations to be effective and efficient with our time. For example, we have to be very strategic on making ask of members of Congress and quote-unquote cashing in on political capital to advance certain goals. This is no different than what you all are doing every day with your customers. You have to know when to hold them and when to fold them, as Kenny Rogers perfectly wrote. Building and maintaining relationships is key. And as our CEO, Bavel masterfully says, you're either at the table ordering or you're on the menu. Here's the win. When do lobbyists work? Well, quite frankly, we're constantly working on your behalf, just like you are with your businesses. In order to be effective on Capitol Hill, you must remain present at all times and constantly stay in front of members of Congress and their staff, because the opposition is always the meeting right behind you. I remember just a few short years ago, we were working on our motor carrier safety selection bill when our members uh, came into Washington, D.C. for our annual flying event, uh, making the rounds on Capitol Hill with meetings and meeting with members of Congress and their staff. Uh, I went around with one particular group, and literally every meeting we came out of, the opposition on this particular bill was right behind us going in the doors to meet with the staffer or members of member of Congress. I wish it was the other way around, but hey, that's the nature of the beast. The TA Government Affairs staff also participates in a lot of congressional fundraising events, which can be morning, noon, or night. These events are necessary as members of Congress need money in order, for, in order to run for re-election. Unfortunately, we have to play the game in order to stay visible. Uh, I want to be crystal clear, this is not a quid pro quo, but, but just a part of lobbying and being part of, uh, part of the scene within D.C. This allows us to build a relationship with a member of Congress and speak about similar values. It is not necessarily influencing, but discussing common beliefs and finding a solution to a problem. TIA over the past few years has developed a strategy to leverage our PAC money and be more strategic and conservative with our spending by doing one-on-one -on -one coffee with members of Congress. In the early days, we would attend the large receptions with 50 to 100 people with other lobbyists. We typically call these the cattle call. Uh, these lobbyists would be from a variety of different industries, and you would typically get about two minutes of time with the member of Congress. With a one-on-one -on -one coffee, we can get at least 30 minutes of direct interaction with the member and actually build a strong relationship with them. We understand that donations to the PAC is your personal funds, and especially during these COVID-19 times, can be tough to give, and we are dedicated to ensuring that those funds are used in a manner that is respectful and cognizant of our members. This is our promise and dedication to you, our PAC donors. Where? Where does a lobbyist typically lobby? The short answer is anywhere. Yes, the majority of work is in our nation's capital here in Washington, D.C., hence why there are so many government affairs professionals in the D.C. metropolitan area, but some of the most effective lobbying takes place back home, within the members' congressional districts and states. At TI, we have so many success stories of members of TI building strong personal relationship with their congressmen back home, uh, having them come visit their office, 
where they meet the people they represent. And they, quite frankly, they meet the people that vote for them, the most important people, their constituents. Uh, I always tell the story of, of Rob Kemp, a member of our TI Board of Directors. He's done some truly amazing work over the years with several members of Congress from his home state of Pennsylvania. Rob, like a lot of other members of TIA, understand the political process and what it takes to get that lasting relationship. I, I will always remember there was a vote on the House floor on an ELD exemption bill last Congress. And a congressman from Pennsylvania texted Rob from the floor and asked him, where is TIA and where are you on this particular bill? TIA, being, being as our position was neutral on ELDs, Rob relayed his personal message and relayed the TIA position of being neutral. That is a success story that we need to continue to build. There are so many stories like this within TIA, from members like Jimmy DeMattis out of Iowa, Jeff Turner out of, out of Maryland, and Jeff Tucker in New Jersey, just to name a few. During this COVID-19 pandemic, we have an excellent opportunity to build a relationship with members of Congress that are sheltering in place too, just like we are. And we have done several Zoom meetings with them to educate them on the value of the 3PL industry and the important role that you all are playing during this crisis to ensure that freight continues to move. There are a lot of lobbyists and government affairs professionals that do not want their members of their association or organizations to build personal relationships with members of Congress out of possible fear uh, and, and having that access and want to continue to serve as kind of a gatekeeper between the member of Congress and the member of the association. At TIA, this couldn't be any further from the truth. We want our members to be the main point of contact with the members of Congress, as you are the constituents and the most valuable person in their mind. We, the Government Affairs staff and TIA, at TIA here in D.C., will do our part to keep in front of the member and the staff and handle the day-to-day -day messaging, but I want them to text you as their champion and conduit. We need you to be engaged, be present, and be influential. Why? Finally, we arrive at the why. Why do we do what we do in Government Affairs? We do it for you, the members. When I began at TIA almost nine years ago as a junior government affairs staffer, I knew I'd arrived in the right place. With an excellent executive leadership team in place at TIA, the exceptional board members, and the best members anyone could represent in, in D.C. This job for me is so personal that I care for each and every one of our members and want to make sure that Congress and the agencies are making the right decisions to help your business and the 3PL industry. As I previously mentioned, I come from a very political family and upbringing and kind of always knew I would fall into politics one way or the other, but I didn't know and didn't realize at the time that transportation policy in the 3PL industry would truly become my passion and my career. Again, we thank you so much for your membership and leadership during this tumultuous times of the COVID-19 pandemic. If you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to contact Scott and I. We're here for you. Stay safe out there. And remember, this is your association and we need your voice. Thank you.